the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael, playing Torlin today. Ernesto here, playing Truco. I'm Ellie, playing Captain Dana. Um, and Dungeon sorry. Master Philip. Uh, welcome to the Mourners of Lazar campaign. And once again this week, we have uh, a guest player coming in. And I'm in playing Patch. Welcome in. Uh, this is, the, just to clarify, this is the first time someone interrupts another person in their introduction. No one does, did that before in, in the first episode. Don't Never you happen ever... again. No, it, Perfect. It, yeah, just, just yeah, to clarify is, uh, here. <laughs> we are it, a perfect okay. oil machine here. And just for a little context for our listeners too, uh, I was Ian's first Dungeon Master when he started getting into tabletop role-playing games and uh, he used to come over weekly for a four-year campaign that I ran with him at the table. Um, and I'm working on him to convince to convert to Savage Worlds. You won't get me completely converted. I won't ever stop playing 5e, but you might, well, might get me for a campaign. Well, you're fired. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we need full You'll conversion. Have to fire me too. And nothing more, nothing less. All right. So, uh, so for this week, our background question, um, and this is this is for all our players at the table this week. Um, so, what are you most insecure about? And uh, give the story why. Insecure. I'll tell you something. I was never secure during the war. You see, the danger of being caught unaware by enemy contingents or what lay ahead on the morrow if the Citadel's communication teams fell behind on the newest glyph code invented by those Thranish flamingos. Uh, peril was the only security a soldier should have had room for, and I was a good soldier. And uh, what about when the war ended, you might ask? Well, I never tried to stay in one spot long enough for that sort of self-reflection. I've got a beard that'd be the envy of any clan holder, except those square jaws in uh, Krona Peak, anyways. The tales of Coladrin's escapades in the Thranish front are told around the Brelish countryside where my family fled, or so I'm told. And of course, I've wrought the works of the sovereigns through my own bone harp. I've got absolutely nothing to be insecure about. Well, that's. That's the spirit dwarf, and I will share that spirit in saying that there is absolutely no insecure in Truco. You can spell it in any shape or form. Well, there is the R, and there is the U, and there is the C, but that, that, let's change the subject. I, I'm not... I, I, there is no way that I can feel insecure in things. Um, I mean, maybe if you count the if you count the time where I felt insecure about the day of the morning, maybe if you count the time, I can feel a bit insecure about the alcohol. Maybe I don't feel I am not the strongest of of 
the wheelers of just drinking and drinking. I just tend to pass out really quickly and uh, I feel pretty insecure about my skills and just demonstrating them like the way that I hate Scourge for showing that at times. Uh, and I feel insecure about my previous life in Tru in uh, in uh, Metrol and the things that I did there and the, the people that I've been with it there at the time. Uh, but no, no, I don't feel insecure in any shape or form. And I'm here in my whole form, uh, full of myself, as I always tend to be. Oh, you two are so sure of yourselves. You, you guys know I was a career soldier and now I'm a ship's captain and my uh, detection for, for Tribex shit is off the charts, right? I, I love you both so much. Um, but I, anyway. Rico's a glass half full, but Dana's a glass half empty type, I see. Well, like I said, Dana's got a, got a good detection sense. Oof, what am I most insecure about? Well, you know, this, you know, this doesn't leave the room. It wouldn't do uh, the crew any good to hear this kind of talk, but the, I'm, I'm awful. I was already awful insecure about uh, my, my fancy new name once I got it. And, uh, well, now I've got this dragon mark here on my face and, uh, I, I've got a noble name, but I'm no noble woman, and I never was. And I've got the mark of the sentinel on my face, and, uh... Well, I was part of House Denneth, but I'm not anymore, and, uh... If, uh, if I ran into them again, that would be, a Well, it'd be a hard story to, to explain, and they wouldn't be too happy to see me. I'm... Uh, I'm not noble. And I'm not a part of House Denneth. And, and here I am introducing myself all over the place as Daniel Lozani. And here I am with this thing on my face uh, and me making a dance when, when someone gets into trouble and needs a, needs a hand. And uh, well, I, I try to live up to what, uh, what the crew needs me to be, but... When it comes down at the end of the day, I'm just Dana Moreno, Dana Moreno from Pine Watch. Well, as long as I've lived, I've never really understand understood something. Uh, I would probably say my biggest insecurity is watching love unfold, being a part of love. It's never made sense to me. Um, it's always been an uncertain feeling, and... Though I have found that I, I do, in fact, like uh, some people out there, um, it tends to make my hand sweaty and my pulse raise and, and things like that. And it's it's a lot harder to work with tools in, in those moments. So I just avoid that altogether now. Anything anything that has to do with love, uh, it's, it's, it's just not for me. Wow, you really don't want to know what adventure card I have then. <laughs> Oh no! Just with yeah, NPCs, yeah. Ali. Just with NPCs. <laughs> it, it oh yes, but he said uh, he was watching love unfold. Oh, he... I take my words. So, right um, shit. with that, for the recap from last week, uh, I believe Torland's on a recap from last week. Oh, indeed. 
Well, we spent about three days here in Clisscrape, uh, arriving there on the 22nd of Olorun, and now it's the 25th. And uh, we've been exploring the town a little bit, getting the sights in, all sorts of cranes and tunnels and shops coming out on the balconies and precipices. Uh, we eventually find this bar called the Lazy Board, and uh, we're staying there, and there's one day where it's particularly dreary out, a, a thick rain obscuring all sight. And we meet these two individuals from across the pond, Lisa and Glib, I think their names were, and they come running into the tavern with uh, one of them with uh, some serious wounds. We take a look and, and try and get uh, Sindara to take care of her and then sprint out after Lisa to go and uh, rescue some survivors from the sloop that had their sloop that had washed ashore along the shoreline of Crisscrape. And so a brief little <clears throat> ruckus ensued. We managed to save a few and I'm sure a great many more were taken off by the sharks as the devourer must have his due. Uh, but in the aftermath, Holdena was confronted by uh, a group of ruffians who we later found out that Truco had some previous knowledge of that he was holding out on us. These fellows were called the, the Bloody Blades. And uh, we also met this individual called uh, Patch. And uh, he's quite an interesting sort. But I suppose we're going to find out more of him as we've gone to this woman's Lorena's shop. Uh, hoping to find, uh, what was it, a carpenter for the ship? And what, what did she know? It Patch happens to know her too. I believe it was quartermaster, not carpenter. Um, so yeah, we ended the session with uh, Dana asking Lorena about um, potentially joining the crew as the quartermaster. Um, you know, Patch was in here, shared a nice story with, with Dana. However, uh, Lorena takes your question um, and she sits there and, and she's kind of quiet for a few moments and um, and she kind of turns and she looks at you, Truco, and she goes, last time I saw you, you dealt heavy blow to my business. Tell me why on earth I should join your crew or, or anybody who you're crewed up with. So before you answer, this is going to be a social conflict. Yes. All right. Um, you are going to have to convince her uh, for listeners and for Ian. Social conflict is a, it's a game mechanic in Savage Worlds that can be used to uh, resolve social conflicts. Right. So um, the way this is going to look is there's going to be three rounds of the social conflict. Um, and you need to make your argument. Um, you know, then e each round, one person can be the lead on trying to convince her. Um, it is required that Truco start off the first round. Right. Um, anybody else can support him to do support roles. But the role is, it's a persuasion role because you're trying to persuade her 
Um, and each round you will get successes. Um, this one is not going to be contested, maybe. Um, kind of all depends. I, I'm leaving the option of possibility that she may contest stuff. Kind of depends on what's said and what's comes out. But generally speaking, it's not going to be contested. Um, so uh, you can, so you'll collect successes. So, you know, raises count for multiple successes. So in that way, it's kind of like a dramatic task. Um, and the number of successes you get is going to determine a few things. One is if she even says yes to join your crew. And two, if she does say yes to join your crew, kind of like how much ultimately in the end, like what she's going to willing, what she's going to be willing to negotiate for to join your ship. Right. So like, of course, if you collect six successes or above, it's the best deal possible kind of thing with her. Um, less than that, she may still say yes, but um, she may come at a, a higher cost. Um, and that may not be a monetary cost, but she'll come at a higher cost. Makes sense? Makes sense. And um, Patch, given the situation, I'll leave it up to you, like how he's going to kind of respond during this whole thing and, um, and or participate or not in all of this. Um, so, you know. Oh, I thought that was a one-on-one -on -one between Truco and her. No, uh, the way the one is, is... Um, so one person is going to be the primary person that's going to make the persuasion role to try and convince her. Sure. Other people can make support roles to support Truco or anybody else from each round. But each round, it's only going to be one person making the, making the role to convince her. Um, but anybody else can participate and speak and say something um, and then do a check of some sort as a support role for that person to add a bonus to their persuasion check. Got it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. So I will uh, say that uh, you don't necessarily Truco... have to go first, but you do have to be the no. one who makes the persuasion. Yeah, check I'm just file. I'm just pointing the idea of Truco maybe uh, trying to take advantage of his later good deeds of this past 24 hours and just like show to Lorena how much he has changed, giving this just taking just forgetting out everything before and just concentrating in this last uh, 24 hours and just helping people people and this shipwrecked and and just uh, f making the sharks follow him and just trying to uh, convey as much heroism and and uh, good morals to say the to say in a way uh, of him uh, and he will say that so okay how are we that, that's okay. That's going to be your target perspective. Do you Thank want to say anything about that, or that's just th that's going to be your topic of conversation? Uh, I'll, I'll maybe, 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 may change in a later turn, but for now, yeah, Dana's going to support Truco on that while he's uh, you know, it, talking about his heroic moment with uh, with drawing the sharks away from the shipwreck and and having before that given up a very expensive potion of healing to a man he's never seen before in his life. Uh, Dana will will add to his case. <laughs> I, uh, I know it's hard to believe, ma'am, but in these past few months, uh, I've seen Truco go from a man who's only wondering what he can get out of something and willing to... Uh, <laughs> willing to not care much about what anyone else thinks or needs to becoming someone who uh 
Well, last night wasn't the first time I've seen him willingly give up treasure or money for someone else's benefit, for someone else's sake. He's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's, in a lot of ways, he's probably still the same old Truco, you know. He's a, he's a character, but he's proven himself to be someone that I am very happy to have under my command on my ship and by my side as a friend. Trooper's gonna reply to that like uh, close teeth teeth and saying like thank you Vayna I, I forgot about the potion of healing thing now that I remember but uh, yeah. Go ahead and make a persuasion check there uh, Dana. Oh. Is Torlin gonna pipe up and say anything? That's uh that's just shy of a raise. Uh, no, that that is a raise for Dana. I'm, I'm gonna use my charismatic free reroll just for kicks. You uh, you can't get any more. You can't do any better than that. True. Thank you for reminding me that I can I can only provide two points of support. There you go, Truco. Can uh, Torlin uh, is going to stay silent for this round and uh, pay close attention to how she is responding to this appeal to uh, ethos, I suppose. Um, but also try and get a sense of what sort of appeals would convince Lorena the most. As uh, Has Truco talked very much about uh, her personality in the past? You know, what, what reasoning might work with her? He probably had mentioned maybe in the way towards the shop uh, maybe mentioned means that uh, Lorraine is quite uh, is, is quite the dealer like in the sense of like she's good at finding the best deal possible and she cares a lot about um, yeah he, he likes to he wants the best deal she wants the best deal yeah, okay. that's that's kind of her um, her motto say yeah i don't have anything for a support role this round but um so what that seems like to me which i think i'll allow make a notice roll and this will be a support bonus for next round okay all right a notice roll and that's a five i will keep that keep that that'll be plus one for next round okay Does patch have any interest speaking up nope just yet okay so, uh, Truco, give me a persuasion check uh, plus two. And as and as I was saying, Lorena, I, I am, I changed shifter. I am a shifted shifter. I am a person that now that is willing to uh, engage in high morals, uh, as you can see from my companions here. And I will do the uh, persuasion thing. I'm totally giving you a Benny for I'm a shifted shifter. <laughs> I, I thought about it and I had to do it. Uh, persuasion plus what? Plus two. Plus two. There you go. That's a D4 uh, with a nice bonus. So that's an 11. I'm keeping it? And yeah, I don't think I can do better than that. I might. Let's 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 just one Benny. Given that. No, it was it was quite difficult to do so. Uh, Ah, uh, I'm so close to a to a twelve. Uh, one Benny, another one. Hey, uh, that's good. Two raises. Uh, that was worth worth there it. You go. Yeah, that's uh, three 19. raises. Uh, yeah. 
Just shy of four. <laughs> don't don't tempt, tempt me. <laughs> well, that was four. It's a success and three raises. So that's oh, four, yeah? Yeah, yeah. four total successes. Oh. No, I meant just shy oh, of four. Uh, yeah, that checks yeah. out. <clears throat> um, Doralyn is floored by Truco's gravitas. <laughs> it's a <laughs> whole shifted shifter. So you two kind of—I mean—you're noticing Torlin as you're as you're uh, as the speaking's going on. You see, she does seem to be softening up a little bit um, to all this. She. Um, you know, she does seem to take note of the mention that he used uh, a healing potion on somebody that he didn't even know. Um, seemed to make some sort of mark on her, whatnot. Um, so yeah, this next round, anybody can take the lead on this round. Um, I mean, that's that's all up to you, not me. Uh, I'm going to leave that ball in your court, Ernesto. If um, if you want, yeah, I'm totally fine. If you if you want to take. Um, yeah, do you want to speak in behalf of the <laughs> granite bell? Uh, sure. or, um, yeah. so she, she kind of like hears all that and, and she's, she goes, I mean, maybe, maybe you have changed there, Truco, but I, I mean, what interest would I have in joining a, a, a ship and more to that matter to your, your guys' ship? What's the... Yeah, I can serve you, but what's the point of uh, going on this? You're from Metro, are you not? Is that where you met her? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I, uh, I'm from the north, middle of nowhere. Came to Metro as a as a young woman, and one thing led to another, and I got out in time, and now I'm here. Um, we all did, and well, ma'am, our ship is a. Uh, we're looking to to find our people a, a place in Corvair. I think uh, you seem like the kind of person who knows as well as I do that whatever Orgev has going on at New Seer isn't isn't serving us. It's not cutting it. It's he thinks he's a a tiger, but he's got no teeth. the The job of this crew, the goal of this crew, is to uh, find a port where those of us left can call home and be make a name for ourselves make a position for ourselves and matter in this out here and take the take the seat at the table we were always meant to before before uh, the nation other four nations turned against us if you, you want <clears throat> if you want in on something bigger than this and I, I gesture around, you know, kind of out to Cliff Scrape. This is the place to be. Anybody else supporting? How many rounds does this go? Uh, two more rounds. Okay. Well, this round and another round. And it's uh, not just the Sirens that uh, we're going to be welcoming into this place. It's really for anyone who's lacking a home and needs a place to return to port. We've got, uh, we've got Sirens, we've got Brelish, myself, and even, uh, Bear's Ass, even the Flamingos from Thrain we've got. So, uh, it's, it's all gonna be made to work. And as a matter of fact, uh, I've 
introduce myself. I'm Torlin, but I'll be acting as the first mate for the time being and uh, representing your interests uh, as a crew member. So I can definitely promise you fair treatment and communication and an interest in the decision making. Okay, go ahead and make a persuasion check. And you have a plus one on that role. Uh, I suppose I'm not known to her as a bard. Uh, no, not yet. All right, I'll re-roll that. That was a five. So that was a six, one more. All right, the odds are against me. Five, keeping. Six, six is the highest. Not yeah. that it matters. Plus All one, right. plus one to Dana. Truco will... status. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, will add to that. And, and seeing that Dana then to uh, Lorena. And not let's not forget that there there will be plenty of business opportunities given this new land that we are aiming to to be for a, to a crime for our fellow Syrians. So there is a lot of opportunities there, uh, Lorena. And I know you love those. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check, Truco. Sure. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Not the most persuasive no. person. No. Uh, close to a critical failure, but uh, that's a two. But let's use a Benny and see if we get something better. That's yeah. a seven with Elon helping me. Uh, yeah, seven. Hmm. Does my heroic okay. status apply to this role? Nope. Okay, so that is a um, two. Is is any patch going to be doing anything? Oh, well, I will at the very end of the this last round. Did you see? I sent you a mis uh, message in Foundry. Look on the chat log. Um. So yeah, uh, Dana, go ahead and make a uh, persuasion roll plus two. Here we go. That's an ace on the wild die. Uh, that is a 10, so success with the raise. I'm I'm gonna uh, employ my free reroll because this is a new round and I can. You just for kicks. We always like the, the crit fails, right boys? Yeah. <laughs> There's another ace on the wild die. Uh, Oof. 11, same, <laughs> same difference. So that's a uh, success with the raise. Okay. When you meant the end patch- Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, sorry, I didn't apply the plus two to my reroll, so that's actually a 13. No, it applies. As long as you had it in the first roll, anytime oh. you spend a Benny and do the reroll, it will calculate it in. Oh, okay. The The problem is, is if the first time you roll, you don't have the bonus in the card, it won't apply it. Okay. Never mind then, yeah. But whatever bonuses or, or uh, penalties are in the card when you roll the dice, stay through all rerolls, through all Bennies. So it still is in love. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I don't see where to go for messages in Foundry. So if you, you'll probably have to scroll up a little bit in the chat window. Um, it's above Torlin's persuasion check. There should be a little message directly to you in Foundry. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Were you gonna say that something at the end of this round or at the end of the whole thing? The at the end of right before the last persuasion check, so I'm not sure how that works. Okay, that'll that'll come next round. Okay. All right. Um, 
Uh, she kind of leans forward and she says, this is all very interesting. And um, I certainly do bleed for the loss of Seer and whatnot, but by the host, you are all either very grandiose or insane or dare I say even hopeful to believe that you can take some land here and the Lazar. We wouldn't be the first and we won't be the last. What do you, what do you mean by that? Everyone who has a port of call here in Lazar took it. No one was given it. No one got it just by sitting around hoping it would happen. We're no different. So this is intended to kind of be the topic for the last round. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're taking the lead on this, Dana? Is that what you want, Ernesto, or do you want Yes, to... sure. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it. So yeah, go for it. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'll stick with that. Yeah, we're... We're not the first people to be claiming land here. We're not the last. This is how anyone gets what they want in the Lazar. They don't sit around waiting for it. No one gives it to them. They see what they want and they take it. Now, that being said, we've got a few more standards for how we take than than some of the other people in this part of Corvair. It's not a bad thing, though. It means we can sleep, you know, means we can sleep well at the end of the night without having to get drunk out of our skulls to do it. I'll take that any day. What do you mean you have standards? I mean, we're, I mean, we're not raving people. We're not cheating people. We're, we're going out and finding what we want. And yeah, there, there's some people like cloud reavers and, uh, and other pirates who I am more than happy to take from, but if what we want belongs to someone who didn't do anything wrong, who doesn't have it coming for us to go in and reeve them. This crew's not going to do it. There's a lot of other opportunities in this Lazar that don't involve that don't involve preying on someone who didn't have it coming. Anyone else going to support? Uh, yeah, just mentioning. And also, don't you like the idea of? of having freedom in our in uh having your own place you know i mean i imagine here in cliff's cliff scrape you have to this is this is yours this is from you you pay for this i mean you certainly aren't free here given how the bloody uh, the, the bloody blades are uh, just disturbing the whole thing so uh, i don't know just the idea of new land new 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 places to claim and new business to place upon. Sounds like a good deal. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll there, Truco. All right. I don't know if my support from the first round wound up getting applied to one of these roles. Could we use it for the third one, if not? Um, yeah, you can use it for your support this round. Now we turn your seven to an eight. <laughs> uh, well, were you intending on applying it for Truco or for Dana's uh, It wouldn't wind up making any difference, but uh, Dana, I suppose. Okay. So that would be a three that I use a Benny to get a seven in the persuasion check. Okay. Are you doing anything to support this turn, Torlin? I don't believe so, no. And this is the final round? Is Patch intending on speaking before the final roll yeah. or after? So Patch will speak up. And besides, you gotta, you gotta at least want some hope 
for Seer and the Sirens. We're both from there, if you don't remember. Oh, I Without hope, what else is there? Besides, you hate it here. You tell me that all the time. Why not go take a risk? Uh, sounds like you're supporting this whole endeavor. Endeavor, yeah. Sure, why not? So, uh, go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Trigger will we'll add to that. High risk, high reward. Ah. Oh. Oh, that's critical that's, fail. That's awesome. Welcome to the party, pal. Your first critical fail, and it does well. It does nice. miss. <laughs> that's the way. That's, that's, wow. That's so. Can I Benny that, or I can't <laughs> Benny that? Right. Yeah, yeah critical failures are the only thing you can't. Benny. And it washes out all the all the the positive modifiers I had on my roll, which is. Ah. Man, how's that screw up? Because that was a very good argument. <laughs> well, we had a plus two, right? Does it erase yeah, all of that, or is it just a minus one? No, it's. Um, if I had a plus two, the critical fail imposed a minus two, so I'm just doing a net roll now. Okay. Yeah. So um, as bad as it could be. She just hates me. Apparently, that's all it is. <laughs> no, I, I will. I will say. Maybe you saying that she hates this place she then remembers why this she hates this place and it's because of struko so maybe that can sure actually I, that kind of <clears throat> yeah actually you you say that and she and she kind of looks at you and then looks turns and looks straight at you truco and says yeah certain failed business ventures kind of made my life here pretty miserable you know and she's just like staring at you in the eyes the whole time and you just kind of see her demeanor goes sour a little bit um well, just remember man truco's not the captain of this ship i am and i'll go ahead and make my straight persuasion roll it's not a straight one it isn't a minus two uh but i had a plus two from support so should should it not correct have... yeah um well actually no not minus two this is going to be a contested roll this is going to be a contested roll okay interesting okay uh, who is setting and who is defending? Borland. Um, ha ha ha. Is Dana setting the target number or Lorena? Uh, you are setting the target number. Okay. Well, that's an ace on the DH. Ooh, almost two. That's a 13. That's not bad. But, you know, since we just got a crit fail, I'm going to be inspired and still take my charismatic reroll because at the that heart of every stop. Savage Worlds player is a degenerate gambler. <laughs> There's Thank another you, ace Kevin. on the DH. Um, that's, you know, that's better. That's a 14. Um, doesn't make a difference mathematically, but I'll hold with 14. Well, it makes a difference because this is. Uh, oh yes, it does. It does because we're not counting. We're counting. Yeah, I'll stick with my fourteen. Oh, uh, I will spend one penny on that. I got an eight, six. No, okay. He's got three more pennies. So what's he holding them for? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's early in the it. session. We're not trying to jam us up just for kicks, maybe? Um, she kind of sits there and goes, my gosh, it's crazy to think of a real new home for Seer. You all, you all are touched. You're out of your minds. And she kind of, she looks at you, Patch, and goes, and I've always known you've been completely touched and out of your mind. Well, yeah. Is there any other way to live? Precisely. 
touched One of the by the sovereigns. I find endearing about you. All right, you can count me in. I hold my hand that... out and say, "We sail at noon on the first. And you don't have to pull my leg. I'll join as well, but just till next port. I mean, he's he's quite skilled an artificer. I I raise an eyebrow a little and say, "Yeah, I I remember. Well, we'll we'll get you as far as Regal Port Patch." Eh, and I'll be better than any artificer you have on board, so shouldn't be too big of a deal. <laughs> that's you a, definitely that's a little, will. That's not a high bar, seen as we don't have any artificer at the moment. So, uh, yeah, you, you are better than anyone we have on board. And, uh, well, you did right by my, by my lot of old friends of mine. So, <clears throat> like I said, we sail at noon on the 1st. So you're telling me I don't have to try very hard. Got it. I mean, I, uh, that's not that, but that that earns you a a pointed look that is uh, not quite a glare, but a don't you start. They all fit right in with Conkabar, I believe. I, for oh, one, am glad for this. I've been uh, looking to ask you a few more questions about your trade, but uh, it can wait for now since you'll be with us for a good stint. Sounds like a plan. I'm an open book. Right. Well, in that case, um, stay away from Conquer. Who is that? You don't want to know. Okay. And I just start um, fiddling with something I'm working with and just kind of like turn and walk away. <laughs> come on. Like like I said, Patch, I, I'd like to buy you dinner regardless. So. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And I turn back around. <laughs> so you're, in, you're intending on leaving in three days time? Uh... Now it is the 26th of all the room. Um, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm just pulling a number off the top of my head here. Uh, oh, I was wondering if you did that planned or if it was just off the cuff. <laughs> that was off the cuff. Okay. So you may not leave on the first. Maybe we may not necessarily. That is not uh, written in stone, no. Okay. Uh, so you were quite successful with Lorena. She signs on as the quartermaster. Um, she, she's... Uh, she makes clear she has some business to tend to before she's uh, uh, before she'd be ready to join the ship. Um, so in, in that regard, uh, um, so <clears throat> given that uh, apparently you may have up to three days, maybe less, um, as you get ready to uh, join the crew, I would say at the very least, um, so provisions for the ship is kind of handled in a little bit of an abstract way. Um, to get a full cargo space, to use one of your whole cargo spaces on your ship to kind of supply it with food, which it gives you about a month's supply of food for your crew, more or less. Um, you know, that's going to run you 250 Galifars. Um, you know, take care of food for plenty of time. Uh, so that's certainly one thing you guys need to take care of here is provisioning your ship. Uh, pay or not. Feeding the crew is expected. Yeah. Well, we've got a quartermaster now. She can take care of the menialities. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a Man, gold. Point. Right away. I mean, you certainly got a point. I only pointed it out because it is going to involve you guys spending some of the party loot, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, have, uh, we have a bunch of gold in the party loot. Um, I'm marking it off. So um, during the next day or two, 
Is there anything in particular any of you are wanting to uh, hit up in Cliff Scrape? Any particular kind of shopping that you want to do? Anything you want to seek out or anything like that? Um, and we also have the opportunity here to do some interludes as well. I would like to seek out uh, or just try and find some information about uh, some of this, some of the crew of this sloop that we've rescued, how they're getting along. And uh, what about that glib fellow? You know, he had quite a, quite a dangerous, treacherous wound on his leg. And if I recall correctly, he's seemingly disappeared after our little rescue seemed a little bit odd to me as well as that Lisa fellow um so I don't know if it's inclusive or not but four of the members of the of the crash ship did join your crew so are you, are you speaking about talking with them or other people uh sure I'll speak with them um okay and what's what's your intent again what, what kind of information are you trying to get in particular uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, there was an offhand comment last session about us not having any sign or sight after uh, the Bloody Blade showed up of Lisa and Glib, who drew us into the mess in the first place. Correct. They were not part of the, crew, the ship, though. Ah, gotcha. They were uh, wanderers along the beach who happened to be there at that time. Uh, so Glib was not uh, hurt in the shipwreck? No, he was, but somebody gave him a potion of healing, so he's all good as new. But he wasn't on the ship, so he got attacked by a shark separately. Yes, he got attacked by a shark separately. So they said, trying to save somebody, pulling him out of the surf. Gotcha. All right, makes sense to me. Um, so knowing that, does that change anything? Uh, I've already said I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Go take a look for this glib fella. See how he's getting along. Uh, give me a, um, uh, a networking role. So either persuasion or intimidation, depending on how you're doing it. Uh, okay. And, nice. uh, I use the plus two from, from, uh, sharp tongue to a lore keeper and heroic status. Assuming I'm known as a bard around here. You are known as, as a bard. I think the heroic status is not quite because you're a bard. It's if your name is known, which is... Gotcha. All right. Well, it's an eight then instead of a nine. Still success with the race. Um, you know, at the Lazy Board, there's some people that kind of know um, uh, Glib and uh, Lizzie that they've shown up around they haven't been seen in the last couple days they do tend to be uh, a bit more of the uh, uh, you know from what you hear there has been like uh, lots of pickpocketing lately particularly down at the docks and there's a number of people that believe in incite Lizzie and uh, both glib as being part of that but nobody knows where they are at the moment interesting so we got some uh Bleeding heart thieves that go and try and save save others from sharks and get messed up in the process. Something's not adding up here. I'll confide in Truco my findings. Truco's probably at the lazy board as uh, as well. Truco, have you heard anything about that uh, that bald woman that uh, was said to be a spellcaster aboard that ship? Oh yeah, the one that 
they mention about it, right? Like the crazy woman, like the one that escaped before the whole wreck thing happened. Um, no, I have no idea. We should maybe go looking for some information about that. Um, I, I look at uh, the, ta uh, the, the tavern owner, Hog, if he's around. Or perhaps around. Uh, just get the scope of how how far the influence of these bloody blades reaches. If we're going to be here in port in a few days, we might need to know which toes not to step on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's also really good to know. I, I kind of remember at the time, but maybe they expanded in a way. And I'm gonna ask uh, Holg uh, if he knows something. Um, sure, give me a... Or not. Mm -hmm. Give me a persuasion check. Sure. Uh, persuasion. D4. Which faces into uh, 11. Into an 11. And Truco is shockingly persuasive to me. Surprisingly, yes. <clears throat> so, uh... Holds like yeah, the bloody bloody blades. They've uh, stepped up their operations. They're not the only gang in town, but uh, they are. Uh, they've been quite successful in in their in forming their thieves guild, and uh, uh, they've got lots of different operations going on in town. Various different things: extortion and pickpocketing and uh, protection rackets and all sorts of other stuff. There is they're definitely uh, one of the top guilds in town. Have they come? To, to you at some point? Maybe did you, you got ex some extortions, extor extortions going on here in the, uh, in the tower? Or? He, he kind of like puts out, his face kind of goes steely a little bit and he just goes, this place is neutral ground and people know it. I'm not harassed by anybody. That's that's great to hear. I, I'm glad to, I'm glad, I'm glad that's the case. Uh, and I'll saunter up. Uh, Sorry, was I interrupting you there, Truco? No, no, no. Join in. I'm curious. I couldn't help but overhear you. You've got quite a booming voice there, Holg. Uh, you said pickpocketing. Did Have you ever heard of that Lisa and Glib to be associated? Any known associations with the Bloody Blades? No, they tend to try and steer clear of the Bloody Blades. And also, out of curiosity, do you know the, like, the place this uh, body blades group is is um, call home. What place? They have like a headquarters not, of some kind. I'm not part of the guild. I mean, okay. Now, if you hear something, just uh, just hey, good information. They they've they've kept it rather hidden. I mean, there's certainly seedier parts of town, but all right. Yeah. Um. So, Patch, yes. you did come to Cliff Scrape yes. to seek so, out and speak to somebody in particular. My plan was, after everybody got done with Lorena, is to um, kind of hang out a little bit longer with her and um, shoot the shit, catch up. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen her. And then... Um, give, me, give me a notice roll. Okay. At minus uh, two, I was going to say, as I'm watching your dice ace. At a minus two, I think I'm going to spend a Benny on Well, that's that. a nine, so that is a success with a raise. 
Okay, so that's all I can get is a plus one, right? One raise? Um, most of the time, yes. Uh, sometimes, particularly with notice rolls, more than that can get you um, can get you more. Yes, I'm going to spend a penny. Why did you just say Another that? Ace. <laughs> and exactly the same thing. Um, I'll stick with it. You can critical failure two times in a session, right? <laughs> hey. Nobody wants to hear that kind of talk. It <laughs> yeah, would sorry, fit my sorry. character really well, though. <laughs> um, so we'll say this. You notice kind of at like a certain point um, as you're shooting the shit with uh, Lorena and talk with her and stuff like that, that um, she's gruff with you and kind of, um, you know, she's she's got the temper and whatnot, but sure. um, she, she seems a bit more, uh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Kind of spicy with you enough to the point where you kind of notice at one point your hands are sweating quite a bit. Um, oh come on! And you're just kind of like you're you're unsure, not comfortable about how she's looking at you. Okay. <sighs> Somebody play a card on this. No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, before you did your like answered your background question, I was just gonna say she was just flirting you with with you a little bit. You know, it could be harmless, completely harmless flirtation, but given how you answered that question, I'm not sure that you really know the difference of that. Fair. What I do know is, however, we're old friends who gives each other a lot of shit. Yes. So I just take it as that, whether I know or not myself, and just kind of lead into... Um, so... The whole reason I came here, uh, you said you knew somebody that made it out of Siren after the day of mourning. Is there any more information you can give me on them? Yeah, I've been waiting for uh, time to, to speak with you. Um, Absolutely. You know, and she, she had you a piece of paper uh, with the name of a Desarian uh, trot hut and kind of directions of where she is in Cliffscrape. Okay. Um, Desarian used to run some salvage operations uh, into Metro during the first uh, couple years after the morning. Uh, she stopped uh, about 13 months ago. Uh, hasn't been back since then. Okay, so Desarian. All right. Well, I will head over and talk to her. Them. I hate when I got characters clicked on. Uh, but I just threw in the, the chat uh, in Foundry. How you That's spell the doozy. Map. You threw mm-hmm. into the chat what? Into Foundry. If you look at the chat log in Foundry, where all the dice rolls come up. Uh huh. Just listen under Shruko, but I'll send it again. So it's. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Perfect. Um. Anything else in particular that anybody's up to while they're while you have time in Cliffscrape? Yep. So uh, Dana will Dana will uh, go down to to the docks to, to see if she's gotten any mail from Rickety's. And she, you ha- do have mail. Thank okay. you for reminding me. You got mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she'll uh, wherever that pops up. <laughs> see here. Hmm. And um, okay. And uh, the 
Mm-hmm. Oh, hold that and remember that because it's going to be hijacked even further. Um, so as you're like kind of like wandering back to the end where you guys are at, um, uh, you do stop by your room to pick something up and you notice that on the door, uh, well, having been just, yeah, not, not even on the door, you open the door and on the table next, on the nightstand next to your bed, um, you see something that kind of disturbs you a little bit. Uh, okay. You see Sandara's tricorn hat and kind of like tucked up on the side that's easily to see there is a, uh, a letter that's sealed um, and uh, it's it's addressed Miss Dana. I, I pick it up and... Uh... It's a message from Russ. It's a letter from Russ. Okay. Yeah, um, Dana just kind of stands there with her two very, very different and equally in their own ways up, mildly unsettling letters uh, in hand and um, folds the one from Russ and, and slides it into her pocket, um, folds the one from from Gaius Yertrun and tucks it into her journal. And um, yeah, after, <clears throat> After that, um, the thing Dana would be up to would be uh, would be two little interludes. One one um, to to tell Truco and Ernesto uh, her news. Um, I'd still Dolan? like to I'd still like to get dinner with yeah Truco and, Tor- and Torlin <laughs> and also Ernesto and yeah, I don't, yeah. Michael. Yeah, um, I'd also like to have a small interlude of having that dinner with Patch. Um, I was going. I was hoping to, at some point, uh, scold Shastra to stop being so distracted when I need him. But that uh, that one can wait. So, yeah, I'll. Um, okay, we will go to first um, Patch. Uh, you you find Desarian, um, and uh, she, she lets you in and meets you. And um, give me a persuasion roll. Okay. I'm not great at these. Yeah, neither hey, is Truco, hey, though. You know what? I will, I'll take a five. That sounds good to me. Okay. Um, she seems a little hesitant and tight-lipped at first, um, but she slowly get her to talk to you a bit about uh, the Mornland, well, Metro and the Mornland. Um, and uh, she proceeds to, to give you some, you know, she talks about being part of a scavenger group that used to go in, into Metro to try and uh, retrieve some artifacts from Seer, both things of things of obvious value as well as heirloom things for uh, people she knows about. Uh, she saw quite a few different horrific things. Um, you know, eventually the worst being that the whole group that she was with all got. Uh, she was the sole survivor, in fact, of a group that got attacked by a. Uh, living she called it this living spell right it's this magical energy that was just kind of like moving around um that seemed to be some sort of errant ice storm of some sort and uh encountered most of a group and she barely got out alive um whereas all her companions weren't so lucky it wasn't the first uh seeming sentient magical force or space that she noticed that was moving through metro but it is the first one that caught her in a group 
left her pretty scarred and upset, and she hasn't been back to Metro since then. Um, and, uh, you know, is there anything in particular you're looking for or any different so, direction you wanted to take the conversation? Based um, my event? thought is uh, more or less expand. So uh, he'd say to her, what do you what do you mean by living spell? How did that look? What did it how what made you think it was alive? It it moved. Oh, that wasn't meant for you. Yeah. Patch. <laughs> um it it did moved it act with and purpose? not like not like in a straight line or anything like it turned corners and went through uh blasted down a door and kept moving through and um captured one and then took it out and stayed there for hours as it moved and it it hunted us down one by one that's why i say it was sentient it, it had some sort of sentience it was not something that somebody just cast and did its thing and then disappeared so probably a little bit more of a personal question but can you tell me how it was your companions died like uh, what spell, happened to them the, the spell grabbed them and froze them to death or the magical energy you should say the magical energy not, the, not really the spell was it a fast freeze slow freeze do you know she kind of looks at you um, with like a confusing look on her face and, and she goes this this is this is a little too clinical for me you're not wrong and I apologize if I seem insensitive at times but to understand what caused something you have to analyze it from its symptoms and work backwards so maybe we can figure out why this happened and possibly reverse it if you could just tell me everything you remember we might have a livable land there again she looks at you with like great skepticism and whatnot um but she talks with you a, a little bit longer and gives you more details on okay on it is there any other topic of conversation with her besides her experience in the morning no, but how do I play a card? Ah, so if you click on the card and kind of bring things up, uh -huh. there should be an option to reveal card. Okay, that has been done. <laughs> Dude, I had to do it. You know I had to. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Tell the truth. You saw the card before you answered the background question. 100%. That's not okay. even a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. See, he That's knew that Ellie was bluffing voice. because he already had the card. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be a leader and an inspiration to all of us. Thank you, Patch. Um, so, yeah, this is the love interest card. I think at this point, at this table, there's no need to read off the card. Um, oh shit, has this happened before? It's the meme Yes, yeah, it's actually happened many times. Um, All right. I think I've played it twice in the last five weeks. Oh Jesus. <laughs> this is at least the fourth, if not the fifth time it's been played at this table. Well, you can literally play it whenever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yes, yeah, so play on the non-player character, the target eventually falls in love with your hero. 
Yoshi may tag along in your adventures or appear intermittently to help in various ways, but also gets into trouble as well. Um, so were you intending on playing this on Dasana? Uh, that is the plan. Or Dasarn, sorry. But I will leave whatever you take from that up to DM interpretation. I mean, because... <laughs> I mean, I was intending on her being a human. I, I'm uh, a little She skeptical. can still be a human. What does it matter? <laughs> I I knew I was playing this on whoever it was I came to. Man, woman, I don't care. It didn't matter. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll, I'll have to figure this out. That is yeah. exactly yep. how I enjoy the love interest card as well. It's a, it's a card of great opportunity. I mean, the way I see it, Patch doesn't really understand love, so why would he know what he's attracted to? <laughs> All right. So we'll take this opportunity at this point to take our evening break. So, Patch, as you're as you're talking with Desarian and, uh, you know, you kind of like, she's got a very small um, uh, home slash kind of, uh, workspace stuff, and as you look around, you actually really kind of notice that she has, um, she has a lot of objects and stuff like that that are of interest to you. She seems to be tinkering with various things of artifice, uh, just like you. As you're looking at, she certainly doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, as advanced or as skilled as you. I mean, because um, you're pretty good and whatnot. Um, but towards uh, towards the end of your questioning of her about the Mornlands, she kind of. Um, looks at you and, and you can see during the conversation, she hasn't maintained a lot of eye contact with you. Not that you would notice anyways in general because you're writing notes so much. Um, but you know, the times you look up, she seems to be like looking more at, you know, some of the some of the contraptions and stuff like that that are sticking out of, you know, your backpack and various pockets and pouches and stuff like that. And, um, you know, she, she, she looks at you and she's just like, how, how long have you been an artificer? Uh, well, I don't ever really remember a time that I wasn't messing with tools or fixing things or breaking things or anything. So, yeah. I mean, I heard what you said about reclaiming the more land and it strikes something to me. But, but more than that, I mean, I've been trying to learn on my own for a long time in here and there's not much skill or anything like that. You seem to have the same love that I do. Um, may I travel with you and, and learn from you and, and pick your brain? And, and, oh, I, uh, I, I definitely am uh, one of the best. Like that's that, that there's no mistake there. Um, but I just secured passage aboard a ship, so you would have to as well. But I could teach you anything. What, what what ship is this? Where, where would I have to go to find out if I could get passage on the ship? Insert name of ship here. Crown, Crown, and, Bell. And, Crown and Bell. Crown and Bell. I gotta write that down. Uh, so you would probably want to, you know, talk to the captain, um, Dana of the Crown and Bell, to secure passage. I'm sure she would be the best person. Uh, either that or Toilin, which I hear he's the second mate. So, first mate, one of the mates. Um, so she kind of nods excitedly, and you know, she's like clearly now redirecting the conversation away from the Mornland and, and asking you about some of your items and stuff like that. Uh, 
and you can see that she has a uh, a great hunger and and love of artifice as she's like picking your brain and oh sure and as much as she gets into it and asks questions um patch is also like rising to the level of excitement that she is she is at and is responding and showing her as much as he can and everything along those lines <laughs> like i set up a situation where i wanted to be like okay bye because she started getting weird and now i'm like but i but i, I would do this for sure <laughs> right um so there's that um um yeah by evening time you were all circled back up at the end that you were all staying at um and uh i think dana you can take the lead on this um i don't know if uh pat you're hanging around with the uh yeah i mean dana folks. said she wanted to have some dinner tonight so yeah yes. i would definitely well, go find actually i'm gonna ask you for that interlude you asked for uh, put a pin in that. Don't do it with dinner with Patch. I'll, I'll create another moment for you. Okay. Works for me. Um, in that case, I'll just be speaking privately with Torlin and Drugo then. Um, okay. Just, um, Anyone else on pre-existing crew? Um, no. I'm just I'm just going to tell them the news for now. Okay. And, and yeah. So yeah. Um, What's the matter? Then I pull up a chair, and um. <clears throat> Um, I, I just, uh, put the letter, put a letter with broken green seal on it down on the table and keep my hand on it and just say, um, Russ is gone. What? What did you say? Uh, Russ is gone. He, um. Gone, gone, gone somewhere. Gone. No, no. I'm, I'm so sorry, Trooper. No, he, um. He jumped ship this morning while uh, while we were speaking with Florina. Um, he he got a message from his fiance. I, I didn't know he had one, um, but uh, apparently he did. And apparently, last he saw of her, she was uh, in the throne room in Metro. Um, defending the queen on the day of mourning before he went up in the air and uh that's that's nothing short of a miracle that that she made it out but he he said he got a sending from her not just a letter ascending so it's got to be her and uh he's uh he found a ship to new that was uh going to new new seer by way of Pornberg. it left um left about an hour after we Got to uh, got to Lorena's, um, and uh, he didn't say goodbye. He didn't know. Um, I thought he was too sick to travel. I, he was still recuperating from that illness. It's only been a couple days since. Well, uh, I, yeah, but just I mean, a week. Torlin, no, if Torlin, even so, if if I was down for the count with a fever, and somehow I got ascending from Mars. You think you think that fever would keep me from going? Oh, I know you. You'd be boneheaded enough to try and travel while you were sick. Yeah, but I guess that. he's uh, the same. I also quite understand. I mean, I don't like to say goodbye. So in in, this case, in that case, I quite understand the guy. 
Uh, let's. Yeah. It's a shame. He's he was a he's a smart one. He's not a, even a salutations. Well, he not even he, that. He did write me a letter and um, addressed to Miss Dana, stubborn man. <laughs> Always yeah, told. Can I take a look at it? Well, it's a uh, fair you ones and you know where to find it and found her there, Torlin. Were you able to read it? I'm taking a look at it now. Okay. You got I've it. seen Sorry. better cursive, I've got to say. I'm sorry, you got a letter, Torlin? <laughs> I, I'd forgotten. I, I shared the, the permissions with the letter to everybody, so. Uh, you just okay. handed me over the letter. Uh, yes, <laughs> slid it, slid the letter across. Did the you table. already forget? To see for yourself, yeah. Um, like I, like I said, it's um. I would have done the same in his shoes. You know I would have. So I'll I'll miss him, but Matt, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, I mean if if I mean it's such a weird thing. Loves seem to be calling this <laughs> evening so much and when you say that Dana starts That's... going like really red. She hasn't told anyone about she hasn't told anyone about the letter she got from guys, but she just starts like get like her face just turns red when you make that remark about how love is in the air. I not just said but seen like a lot of couples here in the tavern it's been a like I don't know why it's such a weird situation what I, I glance you, over you... my shoulder real quick and anxious and just see see catch Shastrin at another table at the corner of mine, just like a oh, host. Well, Shastrin's, you know, Shastrin, when you look over, bro. you know, Shastrin was looking at you and he just he just like catches your eye. And he's he just kind of not tips his hat. And, <laughs> oh, that was right. That was the other thing I wanted to do was. Uh, was have a, a captain to crew lecture about how when you have a job to do, you need to focus on your job. Um, oh, he was a reliable fellow, so I, I suppose it'll be some time before we can replace him, which will be too bad. I'll miss him for a few days, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bit harsh, though. I mean, uh, I mean, I will miss the guy as well. I mean, he, again, Right. Uh, well, he strikes me as one of the smartest <laughs> from the ship. Uh, well, yeah. here's to, here's to him. Safe, safe travels. Sovereigns protect him, and uh, may he find his love. And I raise a to, drink and down it to the blue jacket man. <laughs> to to the peacock. To the and to the peacock. If I ever meet any new. Valeries in the future, I'll be sure to shake their hands. Do the peacock. Um. So, the the next day comes. Um. Uh. So Dana, you find yourself out on town uh, with Patch. Um. Perhaps doing some shopping uh, or something. Heading heading someplace. Um, or I'm I'm just walk walking around uh, setting up the basic provisions to be delivered to the ship. Yeah, and um, you're kind of up cliff scrape a little bit, um, and um, so you, you have a, you have some time and some space and a moment to to chat with Patch. Ian, did you get my message in the Zoom chat? Did you see it? Did you see. 
Sorry, no, I'm just reading it now. Okay, so yeah, as we're as we're moving along in between shops, I'm you know checking everything off my shopping list and say. So you're in you're in a market area. Um, it's it is kind of it's called the Cliffside Market Cave. It's actually you know, about a third of the way up the cliffside, and it's kind of like dug in by, you know, the dwarves and the architecture and stuff like that. And it creates this big, you know, it's this cavern that goes in with all these stalls. Um, there's this big open boulevard, whatnot, that also has stalls as well, that goes into this, you know, this larger cavern that has this fountain and um, where a lot of the main merchants are. Um, it's um, very packed and very busy, um, but there's definitely, it's, pretty impressive like how much space is in here and um the architecture and work that the dwarves and orcs have taken in this and creating this marketplace all right so yeah as we're as we're walking along i just start um start idly kind of awkwardly talking uh, reminiscing about some some crazy times you know uh out on the front and some story about Winch, my warforged friend who, uh, whose mechanic you were. And right. um, I, yes, Patch Dana was effectively the second in command of her unit in, in all but name. So, um, yeah, so as I'm kind of around, kind of awkwardly reminiscing on the good things, I just trail off my rambling and say, so how'd you make it out? Uh thing is I wasn't in when it happened I left to go pick up a run of supplies because we got shorthanded and it's gone for a couple days and when I came back or when I was gone I heard the news and came back as quick as I could see what I could do if anything and realized not much in fact I could couldn't even really go in so I've set myself up to figure out what happened so we make sure something like this never happens again. Where'd you get trapped on the Karnath side? Uh the map loads. You would have You would have been on the Brailish side. Yes. Because the last big battle there between uh Thrain's Brailish and Sirens was uh in southern Seer at the Fields of Ruin. Yes. It, just getting out of Braylon must have been its own story. <laughs> so, uh, constantly, anyway. constantly moved since then. No real place to call home, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Patch. I don't mean, I mean to pry. It's just uh, you're the first person I've, I've found since. Uh, well, you're the first. Likewise, and it is nice to actually see an old face, even if it is from such dark times. Uh, wasn't all bad. I guess that's a weird thing to say, but it wasn't all bad. <laughs> True enough. Um, you, so, you, you probably think, sorry? So how'd you get out? Um, Dana, Dana pauses and her her face just goes kind of blank. I look down and say, um, I left in 993. In I, 993. I left. Sorry? In 993? 
Yeah, I um, I left on on Brightblade nine nine three. Fair enough. Well, sounds like you got out just in time. <laughs> well, and you know, would know for context in case you don't remember, uh, the day of mourning happened um, in nine nine eight. Nine nine four. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, nine nine eight is current year. Nine nine four. Yeah, Dana left ten months before the morning happened. Fair enough. So does that you does that change Patch's reaction at all? Um, no, I don't think so. I still think anybody who got out got out in the nick of time. All right. Well, I mean, just uh, you should you should probably know in case uh. In case you wind up back in the Five Nations and someone and and you get talking with anyone, um, I'm a case. It's not obvious. I'm, I'm not with House Deneth anymore. Yeah, they they don't need to. If you meet anyone, they don't they don't need to to hear about you finding me. I kind of gathered with you taking on a ship, but uh, no worries here. You're. You're not talking to somebody who necessarily puts too much stock in whether somebody has to be somewhere at a specific time. Um, <laughs> so, lead on, Captain. Right, let's get the rest of the list checked off here. And, uh, keep on walking through the stalls. I'm sure it's probably at this opportunity that uh, Patch may have mentioned that... Uh, there's also another Siren survivor by the name of uh, Desarian, who uh, seems to be uh, an artificer's apprentice that has interest in joining your ship as well, maybe reaching mm. out to you. Oh, maybe not? <laughs> I would have left that up to her. I told her how to find her. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, um, you know, as you're walking around, there, suddenly uh, you hear this. Boy, I was hoping to run into you again. Is that and, the, and the you, very rude fellow from last night? Uh, it wasn't last night. It would have been two nights ago at this point. Nights ago. But yes, you recognize the voice. Um, and we're just doing this in the market. <laughs> and, I'm down. Uh, and with that, um, so Torlin and Truco, you've been wandering around the city as well. Um, not sure. What, what have you two been up together? Uh, you, you two are together. What have you been up to in particular? Uh, we were just trying to find out about this uh, this person that went out before the the shipwreck, right? Or I don't know what. I mean, that tracks both seem fairly interesting, it? Yes, and I turned to Truco as we're walking along. Truco, that uh, that odd creature that that fellow Patch had coming along with him. It looked like a spider. Do you think it has a mind of its own? Mm, that's... I mean, at the time, I tried to, like, smash it with my foot, and, and, and it and it was quite elusive, I have to say. But uh, beyond that, I mean, beyond a norm, what a normal spider will do, uh, I don't know, actually. I mean, maybe he's... Maybe it's, it's a... I don't know. Maybe it's a, a spider that is controlling the spider inside of it. Like, you know, like... Kind of this, it has a, like a small, small aperture with the, the spider lips, and and he goes. Don't like the sound of that one bit. Okay, that's just an idea that I have. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now, in asking around around this lady, are you both working separately, asking around separately, or you, is one helping the other? I think we have, uh, we are together. Tatuka is probably just uh, also interested in the market itself, and, and it's like and and you guys an aren't at the market. Start. You guys are you oh, guys no. more down towards the docks. Oh, towards the docks. Okay, so all right, yes, I know. Wobble Torlan, Tuka will be up to being with Torlan. Okay, uh, if you want to support Torlan, then go ahead and make a um, for networking role, either persuasion check or an intimidation check, depending on the method with which you're trying to get information from people. That Tuka will support Torlan. I would, right. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you're gonna make that as persuasion. Uh, persuasion. Yeah. Okay. Can I flavor it? in another way or it has to be persuasion what are you trying to do to, to support Torlin and getting information about this uh bald-headed elven lady that you guys are looking for looking for information um, for? will probably try to be stealthy around the port given that also he's wanted or he's known stealthy and won't help with the network check no but hearing uh conversations uh, in a stealthy manner might help. Okay, that sounds to me more like a notice check. Okay, yeah, that can be as well. Uh, that's a five, which I will banny just for fun. And that's better. That is a nine. Nine. Okay, so that's a plus two for a networking check, uh, Torland, to see if you can find out some information about this. Uh... All right. And I've got a plus one from either my heroic status or Bardic, I believe. Uh, plus one from Bardic um, and plus two from Truco. So I shall do a persuasion plus three and it's an eight. I'll keep that. Um, so, yeah, you've been like wandering around chatting with people. And the thing that really strikes you is um, that uh, you don't find anybody who has either or hint or whiff of um, some bald-headed elven lady, um, you know, and you've, you've talked to enough people and uh, Truco, you've been listening into enough conversations and everything. You really kind of get the sense that um, your impression is that even though she like left the ship and went off onto the shore, she either at the very least didn't come to the lower section of Cliff Scrape at all, or she didn't even come to Cliff Scrape at all. Um, and uh, found you know, either went in a different direction or even perhaps tried to find a different way up to the top of the cliff or, or something. But she, you don't think by any stretch of imagination, she came around here at all. Um, and you, you've spoken with enough people that uh, you think that with a fairly good degree of confidence uh, since you got a raise there. Um, you know, in Torlin, you're... Uh, You've wandered into a, a shop uh, talking with some more people and stuff. And when you come out, um, you find Truco being lifted up off the ground by this huge giant orc. Um, and Truco's got this bloody nose. Um, and there's this dwarf standing next to the orc that's looking at Truco and said, you know, and uh, Truco, through like the day's eyes that you're looking at, you recognized uh what's his name brunach i uh, believe it's yeah uh let me check uh yeah brunach brunach yeah um 
one of the dock foremans, and he's dressed, uh, he's dressed as somebody who's trying to attain, attain status, but doesn't quite have the hang of it or whatnot. Um, but you also see around him, there's this large group of about 10 other guys, um, you know, various different thugs and shadowy people just kind of like come out. Um, and it's with uh, great desperation, Truco, that you managed to break the hold on the orc um, and stumble down to the ground. Um, and you two both kind of realize you're in uh, way over your head um, at the moment. And there might be safety in getting back to the ship. Torrent, just don't ask, just run. All just, right. Just... <laughs> We're outnumbered, let's go. And I just um, push everyone that I have, like, try to uh, find a way to squeeze myself into people and, and, and sprint out. So, Dana, when you're, like, all ready to be like, okay, this is on, this is finally going, you kind of turn around and you actually kind of see almost a similar fashion. You see that guy that was there, but he also has about 12 or 13 guys around him as they're hastily moving right towards both you and Patch. Um, clearly looking like they're not going to talk. Um, and in this case, discretion probably seems the better part of valor and making a run uh, to safer space or to the ship is probably the smart route to go. All right. Um, I just put my arm out, you know, across Patch and say, come on, we're, we're leaving. And, uh, I'm going to play my adventure card. Uh-oh. You're going to wreck this uh -oh. for me, aren't you? No, you're going to... I think you'll have fun with this one. Did it reveal properly? Did you click reveal? Yes. Um, out of the frying pan... You are wrecking things. Out of the... <laughs> <laughs> out of the frying pan. Um, um, I'm just wait, trading wait. one problem for another. Yeah. Play to get the party out of some troublesome or deadly incident. This leads to some other trouble. However, such as capture, escape to a new, new location with its own harrowing adventure or the sacrifice of a noble ally. Um, hmm. I want to do this then. Um, so, uh, actually, as you like grab Patch and you kind of like take off running, you, you know, throw a few things in the way to kind of slow them down. Um, mm -hmm. However, one of the one of the things you push down knocks down the large base and creates this whole cascading feature. And like three or four of the merchant stalls just really start coming down. And uh, as you guys really kind of outpace yourselves from them, uh, a lot of the merchants just start uh, all just like come in an uproar, um, shouting towards you. And uh, from around the corner, you see um, uh, a batch of the city guards who immediately set upon you and start chasing after you as well. Um, okay. Perfect. So that's a, that's different kind of trouble here. Um, yeah, geez. But it's like a rather ambitious moment. We're going to do dual chases. Uh, <laughs> so both of you are in groups and your own chases. So we'll just kind of like run this as one chase, but do understand uh, you all are in two different chases. All right. All, all right. right. So I will bring you to this scene. Um, 
Okay. I will. Well, yeah, actually, that makes things complicated. Because if you want to attack city guard, that comes with a whole different set of consequences if you're attacking a bunch of thugs that are trying to go after you. Absolutely. Um, so the way this is going to work, um, this is kind of one of the reasons why I switched up the card deck thing. So you will also have your adventure card with you. It'll come into hand. Um, but each round, uh, you all are going to be dealt a card from the chase deck. Um, there is the possibility you maybe get multiple chase cards. Like, incidentally, Patch, you're going to be dealt two chase cards nice. um, each round because uh, as Dana's about to find out, you are a surprisingly, shockingly quick gnome. Uh, yes. And uh, so because your, your speed is a bit higher than those chasing you, you're going to be dealt two cards. However, you only get to play one card. Right, so uh, there's gonna be five rounds to this chase scene. This is all, basically the way this gets done is this is all done narratively. You're gonna have a card that's gonna, it ha will have a title on it that should give you some indication of perhaps what's happened this turn, right? Um, even though there's five rounds, the rounds are not six seconds long. Think of them in terms of, you know, they're probably upwards of, you know, 30 seconds or longer than that. Um, you know, you may be you may be dealt a card that says something like shortcut. And so you can narrate if you play that card, you narrate that you suddenly found the shortcut that you're darting through. Right. Sure. Uh, so use the cards as means to kind of describe what it is that you're probably doing. Um, each round you can make um, you can take your actions normally. There is no move action because we're not moving in squares. Right. So there's just your action for the round. The action you can take is to make a chase action which would be an athletics roll modified by the card. All the cards generally have some modifier and from up to plus four to down to a minus four. Um, oh, geez. You can take other actions as well, such as cast spells, uh, take swings, fights, throw knives, whatever you want to do. Um, however, that would be considered a multi-action unless the card tells you otherwise. Um, and when you make a chase action, and you succeed on it for each success in a raise you get a chase token at the end of a round at the end of five rounds if you have more chase tokens than those pursuing you you escape if you have fewer chase tokens you're caught and that will lead to a different encounter got it um and basically as far as range is considered um if you have the same number of chase tokens as somebody you're next to, you're considered right next to each other and you can make like a melee strike or something like that. Got it. If they're more than one chase token away, it's a ranged attack based on the difference in chase tokens. Um, roughly makes sense? Roughly. You know, everything will look, everything will be different as cards are dealt. Um, I assume you guys have done a chase before. Nope. Yeah, we've never done a social conflict in two years of playing until tonight. And this is actually, this is a chase deck. It's new with Savage Pathfinder. It's a new way, to, it's a new mechanic to do chase scenes in Savage Worlds. Uh, none of them have done this yet. They've done chases yeah. before, but that's with old mechanics. Got it. Um, is there a uh, journal entry, by the way, for the differences at all? No, I didn't do that, but actually all the rules are set up it's in these cards that are on the screen. Um, you should be able to zoom in and out and pan around. I just uh, have so many journal entries. So. <laughs> uh, and so the way this card system is, like particularly for you, Patch, you'll be dealt two cards 
you're going to only reveal one of them. You get to pick one of them that you use. Um, no edges that you have that affect action cards take effect. So level effect, level headed doesn't apply here. However, the order is these are suited cards um, like normal. So we'll still go in the same order. Ace, two, two. Um, but at the same time, everybody's going to kind of, um, you know, for you, those of you that only have one card, just play the one card and then um, patch. You choose which card you want to play and reveal that one card you want to play. Okay. We, we play the card that we got? Reveal the card. Reveal the card. Okay. Uh, reveal card. Truco's got the five of clubs. Clubs. I got... So we should all reveal our cards right away? Yeah. Okay. I mean, essentially, because aside from patch, everybody... Um, Everybody right. has to play the card that they've selected. Um, so it's Kachuko, Dana. I think I'm waiting for Torlin to reveal his card. Uh, wow, no face cards. So, am I seeing seven of clubs is the highest? Um, it is. Yeah. Seven of clubs, then going to five seven of diamonds. Plus, Five of clubs, four clubs, three of spades, three of clubs, and then two of spades. Um, so first one, that's me. Um, <clears throat> this first batch um, got dangerous crowned here. Um, also, if you're if in the center of the cards, very center of your cards, see where it says chase, and then it says some value. That's your modifier to your chase action. If you should take a chase action, if it says chase na. You cannot take a chase action this turn. Um, so uh, in that regard, uh, the group that's after you, uh, Torlin and Truco, um, Bernick, they've got a got dangerous ground. Um, they can't make a chase action, but at the start of your turn, as a free action, make an athletics roll or gain fatigue from bumps and bruises. Ooh. Um, ooh, successfully made it. Um, and these guys are also going to roll as a group. Oh, no. So, yeah, all these, um, as you guys take off immediately, uh, since, we'll say since uh, Truco was scrambling a bit, you, since you guys were down on the docks, there's a bunch of fishermen nearby, and uh, you threw over a couple, uh, like, baskets and stuff like that full of some fish that creates quite a treacherous ground for them to go over and it slows them down enough that they don't uh, get anywhere, but um, all of them managed to keep their footing. Um, so, in the five, so Truco, you are next. Uh, night, as I am, as I tumble a bunch of, uh, of crate of, or, or boxes around the, the dock, I will shout out, uh, are you as slow as you were before, you stupid dwarf? And I just keep running, and then I find out that there is like a bunch of of uh, boxes. Uh, not referring to you, Torland, to the other dwarf, of course. Uh, but the like he looks be behind, but then when he gets to look to his uh, to looks forward to look forward, he finds a large amount of crates piled up, and he just like bumps into it as he got the card uh, Dead End. 
Okay. And uh, complication. You can't take a chase action this turn. I, I can't take a chase action. Yeah. Uh, but I added another chase card to your hand, so next turn you'll have two chase cards with which to choose from. However, you can take a normal action. You know, if you want to make some sort of, uh, you know, fighting attack or anything like of that nature. Um, you can't make a chase roll. Yeah, I will. You got stuck will, in the dead end. Yeah, I will throw a dagger behind me uh, towards the orc that was um, holding me. Okay. Uh, uh, just um, a knife attack. Yep. Uh, with, uh, I guess, uh, no range penalties since you're still very close. Okay. I see something that says climbing or foot chases in the, ah, because of, I have an effect here. I have free runner, uh, but I don't think it applies here. Right. Uh, not, not for throwing a knife. Chases. No. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it, it appears on the knife thing, but, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, just a straight roll. Uh, there we go. And that is uh, 10. Nice. Uh, that is a success with the raise. Make a uh, roll for damage with the raise. Right. And that is a 9. A 9. I didn't Keeping target. It, spend it a Benny. Um, hmm, how is the 3, 2, and 4? Mm, I might spend a Benny. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I, do, I have two Bennies, though. So, no. Just... Even in, in the reserve for now. So nine points of damage. Okay. Um, it hits it hits York and just kind of like uh, skins him. You notice it kind of like uh, it bounces off of, he's got a very heavy hide jacket and stuff and you can see it kind of like lodge in, but it doesn't seem to penetrate very far. Okay. Um, Patch is up next. Okay. Your card. What's your card that you played? Um, the card that I played is create a diversion. So it says draw two chase cards and add them to your hand. Yeah. I will give you two. So what kind of diversion are you creating to this against the city guards? Okay. So um, as we're running over here, uh, the guards had just taken sight of us. Um, so I'm banking on the fact that they don't know how many of us there actually is. So in my coat, I pull out this, uh, little horn and it kind of looks like uh, a horn you would attach to a bicycle and just kind of discreetly up underneath my shoulder. I just kind of squeeze down on this horn and it kind of projects a sound out across, uh, out across the market square here. Um, with the exact replica of the sound of the vase that broke before. Um, and I just kind of use this same effect to throw my voice, uh, saying, there's more over here, come quick. And hopefully that distracts the guards enough for us to run away. Sure. It, it, it seems to be quite successful. Um, do you want to take a t chase action, regular action, both? Um, I'm just going to do the chase action. So that's an athletics roll. You have a, your card gives you a chase plus two. Okay. Plus two. Oof. I think I'm going to Benny that if I can. Yep. You can Benny that. 
Oh no! <laughs> you can get the crit fail. Why would this happen to me, Ernesto? Why did you say things? Come to the party, pal. So, sorry. Come to the coast, she said. We'll see the kids have some laughs. I mean, Ian, but it can happen a third time, can it? You. The only thing that you. would have been better is if this was happening last session. First. Oh no. First time playing Savage Worlds. <laughs> So um, I want to go with my seven. <laughs> so I do believe if you crit fail, you lose a chase token. But since you don't have any from, uh, you just get stuck. We'll just say at this moment, you're like, you're, you have just really impressed yourself with how <laughs> loud and effective this sound was that instead of running at the moment, you're just kind of like, just like taking it in how awesome this was and how much this distracted the guards uh may i remind you of my hindrance by the way uh if that changes anything for you which hindrance trouble magnet oh yeah huh never a character rolls a critical failure the consequences are suddenly worse in some way as well that just means when the guards go they're not even going to pay attention to dana they're going after they're going after you yay um, You're free. So that's <laughs> so the next one is who are these guys? Uh, complication. Enemy reinforcements join the chase. The game master decides the type and the number who may replenish the current flow's ranks or represent a new group. So these are for the orcs that came around. So um, and you and you like turning around Truco and throwing the dagger. Um, it doesn't phase the orc, but you hear him whistle. Um, and you see some like other orcs that are in the docks just kind of like look up and take interest in you. Um, that can be good. And the orcs, uh, they head towards they head towards you, uh, Truco, since you're in a dead end. Um, ooh, a one. It's not gonna make it. That's a cool day. Um, nice. I will not spend a penny on them. So they're just casually walking towards you, right? Not taking, they don't take you very seriously. Uh, and Dana is up next with your three of spades. Right. So Dana has a face of running at a plus two to her chase action. So to clarify, if I take a regular action and a chase action and have plus two to my chase action, what's the penalty involved? It's, it's considered a multi-action, so you get minus two to both of them, so you would make a straight chase roll, and you would have a minus two to whatever action that you took. Okay, so as as Patch is just kind of pausing to revel in his own uh, cleverness, I just uh, re, you know reach back behind me, grab onto his coat, and yank him forward and just yell, move! And that's, uh, that is a test. Uh, what, no, it's it, support. That is a support for, uh, for Patch's next turn. Um, I would... Okay. Yeah. That sounds, um, I'm sure you're trying to be persuasive, but that sounds, with a bit more forceful nature, that sounds more like intimidation to me. Yeah. Sure, I mean, I'm not trying to, trying to frighten or threaten him, but... Intimidation isn't always necessarily frighten or threaten them, but stern talking to is definitely. Sure, let's let's do that. Uh, I forgot to plug in my minus two, so that'll uh, 
That's a zero. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bunny that zero. I'll plug in the minus two this time. That's an eight uh, ace That's on the D eight. Much better. That is a uh, I don't did the minus two fly. Yeah, that's a twelve for Patch on. Uh, so he's got some support on his next turn. So Patch, you have a plus two on your next action. And uh, I am I am going to evasively book it. You know, just kind of like try to dodge around people into you know into around an alley, whatever. So I'm just I'm just running. Sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yeah. And I meant to show you this earlier, just to give you a sense of of the space that you're probably running in, but um, I kind of like this as a potential picture for what Cliff Scrape looks like. Oh, I love that. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I love that too. So that's a a nine for Dana on her athletics to run. That gives you two tokens. Um, That puts the guards up next. Guards got against all odds. Chase minus four. Complication, anyone with an odd number of chase token loses one chase token. Um, nobody has that. Incidentally, some of these effects on the chase cards can apply to everybody in the chase. Um, so nobody loses any. Um, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna try and chase after both of you. I mean, cause what else are they gonna do? Um, Ooh, and they're at a minus four, so that's a zero. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, with minus four, I'm not spending anything like that. So yeah, they they try and start running around, but some of them are distracted with this noise that came around. Don't quite notice the gnome like short statue hidden behind everybody. Um, well, some of them, a couple of them are chasing right after uh, Dana and Torlin. Yes. Well, I have a, a chase thing that gives me a plus two for my chase action. Uh, and then it also tells me that if I damage something that's distracted or vulnerable this round, then I'll deal some extra damage. However, I don't think that there's anything next to me. Yeah, no, I, well, actually what that is is you get plus four to damage to any targets that are distracted or vulnerable this round. So right. there, there are no targets that are distracted or vulnerable, so that would not apply. Uh, unless I do a multi-action, right? Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm a little confused about the the distances here, though. Am I on the same same space as somebody else? Yeah, since you all have the same chase tokens, essentially the orcs and the thugs that are around Burnock, they're all within melee range. Ah, I see. Um... Well then, yes, let's do, uh, okay, so the, the chase action is separate, so you don't get the free, the free, like, maneuvering Correct. action in this, gotcha. All right, well. I'm actually still a little confused about that, but I haven't gotten official word yet, so I'm just running with that for this, for this time, and may change if I hear otherwise. Fair enough. Ah, uh, I'm going to pull out my harp. Uh, my bone harp, and I'll do a little ditty that's quite relaxing and lethargic. And if I hit the right notes, it might just make some of these foes a little bit too sleepy to run after me. So I'll do a go. That's a nine for the performance roll. Well, are you taking a chase action this turn? A chase action? Um, 
I guess I want to multi-action, but I did fail to announce it, so I'll, I'll take whatever your ruling is on that. So I would I'll, want I'll to multi-action and, and run. Okay, yeah, so that would have been minus two, so that would be a seven, so it's not quite a raise. Uh-huh. Um, um, but that was going to be for athletics. Okay. And multiple, multiple foes. I guess I'll just dump all my power on this. Are you, uh, who are you targeting? Are you targeting the orcs are one group and then the thugs are another group? Uh, I, the thugs are chasing Truco and myself, right? As well as the orcs, but I'm, I've separated them into two different groups. Okay. Uh, let's just get eight of them. Okay. So I'll, I'll have one PowerPoint left with that, I believe. Sure. All right. Now you make a chase roll at. Uh, Minus two. No, no modifier because you got plus two because your car. Ah, very good. Yes. So uh, my nocturne has reduced all of their die sizes on athletics by one. That's a five. I'll go for a re-roll. That's a raise for a nine. Nice. Nice. That gives you two chase tokens. As your short little legs start pumping along, as you start hustling. After playing a little ditty on your card. So everybody discard your card from your revealed hand. Oh, you're calling a stupid dwarf, Druko. Get back here. The other one. As I pass him by. I think I just figured out a trick that might help me with this a little bit. Um, Everybody who got extra cards already has them. Patch is getting two cards. I have so many cards. I'm sure you got like five cards now at this point, don't you? Yep. Now I've got. I will take a new card, please. I have rough ground, the eight of clubs. All your actions this turn suffer an additional penalty. Okay, spend the Benny. And go ahead and discard that card. And then everybody go ahead and reveal the card that you're playing. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. Yeah, let's see how, how this goes. But I, I will reveal my card. Uh, how I do this? Selected, reveal. There we go. Oh, Joker. Nice. So do yeah. You have, do you have another card in your I yeah. I do. Okay. Uh, so I, re I reveal it as well. Yes. So I believe if the, if the Joker be read it, it says, uh, I mean, it acts like a Joker. But you have to choose another chase card from your hand. Yeah, and I act first, and I get a plus two, like a normal Joker will do. Yeah. Uh, but at the, the the thing that I don't understand is the last part, which says, at the end of the round, each player keeps one card in hand, discard all the rest, and reshuffle the deck. Yeah, so basically, what like Patch, it? since Patch has a whole bunch of cards right now, he would pick one to keep and then discard all the rest. I'll discard all the rest. Okay, and if someone has none, has none, they don't keep card. any. Don't keep, okay, okay, good to know. So uh, what's the okay. other cards that you're playing? So Joker, that was my first card, and the card that I have is uh, Lost in the Crown. Mm. Ace of Diamonds. Uh, which all opponents must make a notice roll well, at we'll, minus two. We'll, re yeah. we'll read that out when it when it comes down to which I do think you are first. Yes, exactly. So... so Torlin, uh, you're playing... You played the Five of Hearts, right? Five of Hearts. What Dana play? Eight of Spades. 
So I just figured out something that will help me. When it comes around to your turn, take your revealed card and discard it. That'll bring it up in the chat log for me real quick so I can uh, see it. So okay. yeah, Truco, well, and everybody gets a Benny because it is a Joker. Um, and Benny's you can go first, Truco. Tonight. Nice. Uh, so lost in the crowd. Uh, all opponents must make a notice roll at minus two. If none succeed, you gain one chase token and cannot be attacked this round. Ooh, interesting. Let's see if that's the case. So notice roll minus two. Minus two. That's they one. don't. I'm just making a group roll for these extras. Mm -hmm. um... So as a group roll, they are rolling with a wild die, but it, uh, it's just one more for all of them. Oh, the orc's ace. Oh, oh orcs. no. Just the sassy orc brute <laughs> just saw me. So the orcs do see you, although you're weaving in through a crowd. The orcs do see you, so you don't get a chase token from that. But you can still take the chase action. All right. Uh, so Truco, given the dead end that he had the last, last turn, would um, just uh, see that there is another part in the deck uh, or in the dock, I mean, uh, where there is a bunch of um, people, a bunch of uh, people moving crates from place to place, and he will try to parkour his way from the large crates uh, going on top of them and just jumping to the other side of the docks um and trying to get himself dispersed into the crowd but he isn't that successful given how tall the orcs are and they guys see him um well you may be successful if you take the chase action and succeed you still may get ahead but you don't you don't get the you don't get the the free chase token from the failed yeah exactly yeah i was describing like the I, I was trying to get lost in the crowd but i wasn't successful so i'm still sprinting towards uh evading people and stuff uh, doing jumping on crates and just going whenever I can be more agile and I will uh, do a chase the, the chase action right uh, so I roll an athletics and I have this edge that is called free runner which yep. gives me a plus two on chases correct then you have plus two from the joker so you're actually at a straight roll uh, Right. Plus two today, and I have a minus four because of lost in the crowd. Yes, so yep. that's a straight roll. There we go. Easy for me. Um, and that is uh, that is a four, uh, which I will Benny. Hopefully, nothing bad will happen. Uh, that's a seven, but I believe with Elon will be a nine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We didn't roll that, but it will be a nine, and I will keep that. Okay. So you're like clearly quite successful in getting ahead in the crowd and also a bunch of the other thugs who aren't as tall as the orcs um you have lost some of them and gained some distance from them uh but you can tell you weren't quite as lucky uh one of the orcs does kind of shout out um and kind of points to the general deck direction of where you're at uh next up is the guards so uh the guards had the queen of spades um find that card. Quarian Sight. Uh, the participant with the fewest take chase tokens takes one chase token from the participant with the most. Um, I will keep these separate. So Dana has the most. So Dana, you lose one of your chase tokens to the uh, guards. 
Uh, it only has two. Everyone has, who has tokens has two. Think mine, not my goddaughters. <laughs> we are not in your chase. These are two concurrent but different uh, chases. Okay, so, so I had the most tokens of everyone in this pack. Correct. Um, so okay. it's quarry inside. So the guards do kind of like, even though you're bobbing and weaving through the crowd and, um, you know, kind of ducking through some customers and stuff like that, some of the guards, you know, shout out, you know, oh, there he is, and, and chase after you. Um, and, uh, and they can make a chase roll minus two. That should have been rolled as a, but that is okay. Um, but they are not successful. Um, they got a one. Uh, I'll spend one penny on that. And there's the ace. Oh, stop. There's the ace. That's a lot of Oh, you're just, you're just picking on me for playing my adventure card. It's okay. So they pick oh, up three no. chase tokens. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, doesn't mean they've caught you yet again, because it's not the end of five rounds. But they are definitely gaining on you and uh, definitely ha- they, they have their quarry in sight. And they're all like, you stop. We might have to leave them behind. Um, Patch, you are next. Oh, As a reminder, shit. Patch has a plus two from Dana grabbing his shirt and yelling at him to snap out of it and keep running. If you can discard your card, yep, yeah, Queen of Hearts, cool. Okay, so my plan here is to push the pace. I realize I'm falling behind and they're catching up something fierce so i'm just muttering to myself over and over okay we got to do this we got to do this we got to do this we got to get out of here and then i look forward and i see dana um uh right up ahead of me and i just shout to her i'm like we've got to get going and so yeah i play my push the pace all participants make an athletics roll as a free action to gain a chase token any who fail lose a chase token and any who get a raise add chase token to one participant so that includes the guards as well oh no okay but everybody's making this roll um no i'll say that chase that chase action uh since it's a free action it only works the modifier is only going to work to it so everybody make a straight uh chase roll so would this mean i get to make a second chase roll yes in this round okay yeah everybody this is taking a free action to make the roll i'll take it yay (laughs) all right nice so the city guards got a 15. what dana get what patch get Nine for Dana. So everybody gets an extra chase token from the free action. You both got a raise, so you could give each other another chase token. Nice. Um, And there is not another participant for the guards, so I'm not going to have them give another one. So you still have your you still have your regular turn there, uh, Patch. So my card was a minus two, but she gave me a plus two, so I've got a straight athletics again correct are you doing anything else besides a chase action um because it would incur multi-action penalties so i need to know beforehand so how do spells work in something like this i just tell you what i'm doing and you tell me yeah i mean you you make a spell casting roll you cast a normal spell at this point um the guards are all way ahead of you so they are at um i could tell you they're probably um so they've got five tokens you got four so three thirty um 
they're quite a distance ahead of you. Sure. Um, so they might not be in range for anything, but you could cast something personally. Yeah, uh, no, I think I'm gonna. Dana's, despite the fact that Dana's fairly close to that, close to you, so you could cast something on her as well. No, I'm, I I think I'm just gonna do the other athletics check for this round. Okay. Nice arrays. There you go. Three, so a nine. Um. Yeah, that's efficient with arrays. I'm scared of my bennies today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Where's your spirit of adventure? It wouldn't be the first time somebody's crit failed three times in a session, but it's not like uh, it's super common. Yeah, no, come on! I'm pretty me, sure we have, Daniel's. We done have at least four. what three more rounds to go, so anything's possible. <laughs> uh, question wow. here, Philip: uh, The uh, objective is to get more chase tokens collectively between all the the prey and the pursuers, or it in the each individual prey towards uh, pursuers here. I don't know. If if I understood myself. Um, each group. So, like, if you got more chase tokens than the orcs, you would escape so they the collective, orcs, but if Torland, so like, didn't, Torland yeah, and, might get caught. But you could say that you stopped and turned back around to help them. Oh, so each individually to compare. Yeah, compare each different it. group. Okay. Um, oh, okay, okay. Depending okay. on how many groups I have uh, are played out and stuff. Okay. okay. Um, so then it is the orcs' turn. Um, they're keeping the pace as you've gone ahead. Um, oh, any participant on your side who has not acted this round may discard the chase card and act on this card. We'll do that. All the dwarves and everybody is all kind of acting on the same turn, just kind of like heading towards Truco. Um, Torlin has not presented himself much of a threat at this point, even though they're all feeling sluggish. None of them really maybe know what's actually going on with them. Uh, they make a chase roll at minus two. Their athletics is now a D4. But the ace and the wild die. Uh, it's only good for one success. So they're moving up, moving forward at the direction of the orcs. Um, oh, man. Nice. Orcs continue to move forward as well. Each of them both with one success. So they are moving forward. Um, and I didn't call out an action. So, oh, well. All right. That is me. Dana, you are next. Um... Can I take a limited free action during a chase? Yep. All right. Um, in that case, as I'm as Patch and I are more or less keeping pace here, I, you know, just reach out to tag his shoulder you and yell. You can't touch him because he has more chase tokens than you. So he is actually he's he's in a different place with you. So he's not within touch range. That's unfortunate. Um, is this considered an encounter for the purposes of martial flexibility? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so just I just. Uh, I'm full of adrenaline. I start uh, that starts pumping, and I have the free runner edge for uh, until the end of this encounter because it's not going to last more than five rounds. I don't think free runner is a combat edge. It is, it is. because I took it. I uh, know I did. I did took it. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. yeah. So that'll add a plus two to. I thought it was a background my... edge. What's that? I thought it was a background yeah. edge. Well played. Yeah, so... Uh, Somebody's my... been taking some lessons from Truco. Wow, wow, wow. So, what are you talking about? I use martial flexibility every time I can. No, the free running. The free running. The free running, yeah. Parkour oh. action. 
So yeah, my card, Eight of Spades, we're losing them. No bonus to my chase action this round, but e each time I gain a chase token this turn, I also add one chase card to my hand. So, go ahead and discard that and do my athletics roll at a plus two. That's a terrible roll. It's came out to a four, I'm gonna Benny it. It's a slightly less terrible roll. I'm gonna hold. I'll keep the I'll keep the one token, and then I get my extra chase card. Well, so you know, um, since we are at the end of the evening, we'll finish this round and probably close. So your bennies are going to reset next time if you want to fish for a crit fail. I sure <laughs> I mean, expect you. So this is the last round uh, for, for tonight. Night? Yeah, for tonight. I'll smoke him if you got him, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Seven. That's the same. Going up. The numbers that's going up. Raise. This is terrifying. I lead by example. That's that is a, a that's nine. That's a raise. But you know what? I'm, I lead by example. Last one. There is an ace on the D8 for a 13. 13. I'm going to hold my, you know, I have one last Benny and I feel like I should spend it just because, but I'm not going to. Don't do it. I'm going to hold with my 13. Okay. You were given three cards in your hand. The traveler was almost pleased. <laughs> almost. <clears throat> and so then, um, that is three tokens. As you, uh, what was the name of that card? Um, the eight of spades was. We're losing them. I put in the discard pile. I think it was we're losing them. Yeah. I listen. Oh yeah. So, Dana, clearly you you're losing them. <laughs> As you're weaving ahead, you're kind of like coming towards the top of the opening of the uh, the Clifftop Market cave. So you're kind of heading out onto the vertical nature of Cliff Scrape now at this point. Um, and Torlin, you will be the last one. All right. Well, I have the card shortcut. So uh, I will do a chase action. And Truco and I... Go ahead and discard that card. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that. Wachuko and I have been uh, running along and we've been uh, sprinting along these docks within this cleft in the, uh, the cliffs. And there are these opposing docks on either side of the two sides of the cleft, the crevasse. And so Torlin gets this idea with all these vertical uh, balconies and precipices and, and uh, what's the word? Construction scaffolding scaffolding yeah we'll climb and then use a little shortcut so he starts he tells truco uh that they're gonna climb upwards and uh, uh some of the and can i actually use that shortcut card on the other group at all does that work that way i don't know or does I it have to be one card, of the two? So oh, i see that's why all i right. wanted you to discard the card so i could find it discarded yeah um so yeah, you may choose to, you may discard one chase token from any foe. So you can choose either pile, either the orcs or uh, Bronuk and his thugs, and they get to discard one of the tokens. Yeah, I will uh, try and, but I can't use it on the ones chasing Dana and Patch. No, not that since right? you're two separate chases. You don't know that they're being chased. Ah, uh, gotcha. All right. Yes, I'll try and distract some of the orcs into following us up these scaffoldings. And then at the very top, we find some clotheslines and we cut them loose and swing across and to the other side. Yeah, clothes dropping in to the water and yeah, all yep. that. 
Uh, that's a two. What was the modifier on that, by the way? Uh, was there zero? So uh, zero. Okay. All righty. I will. I will please the traveler with a crit yes. failure. You yes. please him. You please him well. <laughs> I did it, boys. He brings sorrow um, to me. I don't like this game. <laughs> hey. So yeah, clearly as you grab a clothesline, um, you're carrying a little bit too much equipment, and you are a dwarf, you know. So oh, yeah. stocking, well built. And so it snaps. And so since you were climbing up the scaffolding, you just like tumble down right down to the And you lose a chase token uh, from that critical failure. Uh, so we will end it here tonight after the end of two rounds. So Dana has six tokens. Patch has four. The guards chasing them have five. Uh, and then with our other group here, Torlin has one chase token, Truco has two, um, Bernick and his thugs have one, and the orcs have none. So uh, by all accounts, the chases are very close right now. Um, and uh, we will continue this next week. Um, so with that, I want to thank you, everybody who's uh, listening to us here. I hope you enjoyed tonight's session. Um, thanks for supporting us. And with that, I'm Michael with Tordlin. I've been playing Truco here, uh, Ernesto. I'm Ellie playing Captain Dana. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. And I'm Ian with Patch. Thank you all for listening and have a good night. Yeah, what's uh, the star for the evening and, and one wish that you would like to see in the, you know, next reasonable foreseeable future? Well, I'll take the low hanging fruit. I always like to see a good, uh, a good love interest card played. <laughs> the rom-com card comes oh, out once me, more. You give me so much crap when I played, but when some, some guy rolls <laughs> in and plays, <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Uh, it's a double duo. I get to I get to annoy Ellie as well. <laughs> mm. is, is that your real star for the evening? I uh, just just told the one that I, I wanted to say, but if I had to pick one, I would say the little scene to like do like a farewell to to Ross was quite nice. Uh to raise a glass and and, and just to speak out um about him leaving. Uh, it occurred to me that I was like, man, what if Ruskell had been with uh, our little graveyard expedition and had learned about his fiance that way? That would have been also an interesting thing. I mean, he would have gotten anything because she was she was alive, right? But yeah, so, he would have learned that she was alive and then, yeah. you know, been like, oh, yeah. I'm so conflicted. Yeah. Now I'm trying to rewind in my head all the stuff that happened because a lot of stuff happened tonight. I mean, I think I'm glad to finally have gotten to a chase scene. So that's a that's a star. Yeah, I, I just love the Same. chase deck from Savage Pathfinder. One of my favorite mechanics from regular Savage Worlds is the chase mechanics that they have. I, I love how they put them together. And I'm just astounded how they took something that was amazing and actually made it even better. So that's part of the reason why I love the chase deck so much is it's it's better than the regular chase mechanics and i love the chase the regular yeah. chase mechanics and i will also say i love i'm a i'm a shifted shifter 
know, I'm gonna, yeah. Chase was Chase is awesome. Um, I'm gonna call out the social conflict because we that was actually the first time we've done one at this table, not just at this campaign. So that was that was a lot of fun. I liked it in the framework of, you know, us rallying around Truco. Um, I always love that kind of thing for, for party growth, for you know, just, you know, bonding and the characters being there for each other in that way and having a, a narrative push. So I really enjoyed that. Um, other thing I got to call out as, as my star for the session is uh, a new player learning the law of Savage Worlds probability. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, Next time someone who plays other systems goes, oh man, critical fails are so bad because of the probability. Now you've got a story, son. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would have to agree with you, but for a different reason. Um, I I love critical fails. There's they're as good to me as crit successes are in just about any game. So the frequency of tonight's probably one of my favorite moments. And I really, really do like this chase sequence. I I'm in my head trying to adopt it to D D as I speak, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Ian, can um, you please get closer to your mic? I am having a real hard time hearing you. Can't hear me at all. Is that any better? That's a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So overall, um, I like the chase deck. I think it's really good. I also love to find out that uh, Patch has this hindrance of making critical failures even worse. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is quite convenient for this session, particularly. So I wasn't aware you couldn't use Benny's on crit fails, but I already kind of just decided that. I wasn't going to just because of that hindrance. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. You didn't know. Oh, well then. <laughs> it it was a uh, that was one of the rule changes they made from a previous version of Savage Worlds. I think it was if not your wild die, but whatever your skill die was, was a one that was considered a, a crit failure in the past, but you could Benny it. So. Got it. When they so, when they changed with Sway, they made it when both dice are one. That's a crit fail, and you cannot bend it. Um, I'm glad they made that change because crit fails are outstanding. Like 